what do you do、mm-hmm. as an actor? What do you do as a creative? Oh my gosh, you're stuck at home doing nothing. Well, you start creating something. Let's take us from, you know, whenever the start of the pandemic was. And I know it's different for you in Canada because y'all, y'all took it seriously from the beginning.、Um, <laughs> so、um, talk about, you know,、uh, how, how you felt and then, you know, take us through what happened in your craft and in, in, in your industry and how it changed things for you, if it did. Well, a big, big, huge change because everything just shut down. And, It happened right at the end of March. Once the NBA announced that it's shutting down, then everyone took it seriously. It's funny enough that we were filming the last few episodes of Dark Side of the Ring、uh, season, season two. I remember being on set and we were talking about, like, hey, what's, this, what's the deal with this COVID thing? Like, what's going to happen here and everything like that? Like, yeah, there's cases coming here and everything. And we started, and everyone started spreading news about what's happening over in China, then all the travelers' disease and this and that. Like, and everyone's like, oh no, we can get through it. It's okay. It's just a flu and everything as such. And then we heard that the NBA was shutting down. And right at the last day of filming, the next day, it was, it was called a lockdown all over Canada. So the last day before filming, we wrapped season two. The next day, Uh, the uh, producer, Evan Husney, the director, Jason Eisner, who、uh, directed Hobo with a Shotgun, they just went to the office to clean everything out. And they were telling me this, like, they just go into the office, clean everything out, and just, they just go home. And then we were just wondering, okay, what's going to happen now? And news started coming out about, okay, we started doing the testing and everything as such. Then around,、uh, I would say, end of, nearing the end of the summer, We started to get an idea of what to do. Then start, production started to come back up. And I guess also in LA as well,、uh, after that lockdown, it felt like lockdown felt forever, to be honest.、Mm-hmm. Then we all did the testing and、uh, the swabs where it jammed up the nose and everything as such. I started, me personally, I started getting a lot of, a bunch of work and everything. Because there were, but the thing is that there were a lot of actors. A lot of union actors and a lot of people who just didn't feel safe at all、mm-hmm. and didn't want to get into a bunch of productions. So that kind of opened up for people who did want to work and get out there, such、mm-hmm. as myself, which kind of was a, almost like a dangerous move because I still, I still have my parents with me. I'm taking a risk, but then again, you know, was,、uh, I kind of need to get out there and, and kind of need to work. I know, it's, I know I'm kind of jeopardizing things, but if I be safe and Know my rules and my boundaries and, and whatnot, then、we'll, we can get through it.、Mm-hmm. But prior to that, the months from March leading up to the end of the summer, it felt like forever. And to me, it felt like an entire year, even those couple of months, it felt like an entire year. And I was just at home thinking, what do I do? Well, I still have my camera. And the thing is that all these festivals, film festivals, and everything, they started putting promotions of saying, Why don't you make your own home movies or m- movies of being restricted at home? Let's see how creative you get. And that's what I started to do, and many other filmmakers started to do. And then we started doing Zoom movies and Zoom、uh, script reads and everything as such over Zoom. And I've done a bunch of Zoom movies as well. In fact,、uh, there's one called My Dying Heart, which we can talk about later. And me and my friend, we started doing this. And it actually went into some festivals and actually got some, got some recognitions and selections and whatnot. But yeah, between、uh, then and when we got back, it's just scrambling like, hey, what the hell is happening? And I also have a day job too. So everything got pushed at home and we started working from home and started wondering what's happening? What is going on? A lot of my friends had need government aid. 
because in the arts, well, they look at, you know, they look at film and arts last, the government, they don't consider arts as, as an essential thing, even though they're making all these commercials, praising the healthcare workers and everything. Well, who gets to make it, right? A lot of people are stressed out, a lot of people wondering what are we going to do about our landlord situation and everything as such. Luckily, the industry came back up, but it was a slow climb and things started get. and then it was just a weird feeling. It's just absolutely weird of getting back into filming, but being in bubbles, being isolated. It's just a wild time. And now here we are where today in 2021, in October, it's it's kind of surreal to think, you know, we've managed to come through it in some way. Like, not saying this pandemic is over, it's still going on. But the fact that we have some better precautions and you need to understand that, you know, it's like productions can shut down if anyone gets a case. Last year was just madness of a lot of stress, a lot of figuring out what do you do? And especially with performers, it's because, you know, this is our this is our livelihood, even though we work gig to gig. We need those gigs. Yeah, it's nice to create, but we need to pay the bills. How much government aid can you give us? It was a wild time. Yeah, you weren't rambling. That was intriguing because I think people don't look at, you know, okay, you've got the lead, you've got the co-lead, you know, the support, the, the, the actor and supporting actor. But then all these other people, even the guys with the one line, two lines, the guys you may see once or twice, you know, throughout the thing. And then all the people behind the camera and the crew, they don't think about all those people being affected as well. And actually being harmed more because they're not making as much money and they don't have the cushion that the lead has. Mm -hmm. And the fact that in hearing that the fact that the government didn't think that they were essential, um, that that's amazing. And that's something we don't think about as well. I think here over, even over here, it was, um, I think actors were like freelance workers and a lot of them were getting their unemployment challenged, you know, their benefits Mm -hmm. challenged because they weren't being considered freelance workers are working at all. Yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. it's, it's like, when does government think of the arts as essential, right? It is essential because it need, it's it's an outlet. It's something for us that we need. And it, this pandemic shown that, yeah, we need, we want to experience these things again. And if you look at, okay, you know, Venom just came out. Fast and Furious came out. They did great numbers at the box office. They were theaters. Yeah, people want to go back to the theaters. They want to experience art. It's an essential thing for for us, you know, and government uh, on all sides, they don't really think about that or they don't like consider like arts are important to to, to communities. Arts are very important to, to cultures. That art is our culture. It was really hard on, say, a person of color, diverse uh, black actors and brown actors and even Asian actors too. It's like, if you think about like, okay, now we're talking about, you know, inclusivity and everything. Okay. Yeah. That's nice. But how many roles do you see? Right. How many roles are out there? How many like main black actors who are not you know, called Denzel or Jamie or Gabriel Union or anything like that, like getting, getting recognition, right? They need to work too. We all need to work. So that's, just, that's, that's another struggle as it is trying to get the work, trying to get the roles. And then you take that away. And then your roles are cut because you can't have as many people in the mm-hmm. space. And who are they going to cut first? Because you can't have too many black and brown people in the shot. <laughs> I remember hearing, you know, oh, we need, we need, um, we need to, uh, what did they say? Something about blending the shot or something like that. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. and somebody said, oh, that's cold for too many black people. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. that's, that's somebody just kind of whispered it. And I'm like, is it really? And then sure enough, they started pulling. 
but but it's true right it's mm-hmm. like and uh, that's that's your diversity quota when you see in the background you have all these like brown black people asian people and everything like that you know that's that's your diversity that's mm-hmm. your diversity in the show or whatever it is do you see um any changes coming um that would benefit actors like you um the you know like the diverse actor of color you know um anything that 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 you know has changed during the pandemic like maybe the zoom content or maybe the the craving of content because people have been craving content in like like massive amounts and you know like netflix all these streaming agencies are scrambling to find new stuff diverse Mm -hmm. stuff because you know everybody's like they're getting money from you know they want to get all the dollars from all the communities yeah is that is that translating over to you guys I mean, yeah, the opportunities are there. Like you can you can make your own stuff and you can try to sell it. Ultimately, it's about it's about selling it. Now it's the thing about because of what's happening with the awareness and you know bringing in more diverse voices to the table and all these other pull quotes and everything as such, which is you know working to a favor, right? Like there's a was it there's a you know there's a either you look at this push for inclusivity and as a way of like being forced into it or either you look at it and say, okay, yeah, it's being forced, but you know what? Minus will take advantage of it. So, because when is the next time you're going to take advantage? When is the next opportunity is going to be there? Because things go in cycles, right? Mm-hmm. So if the time is now, you know what? Take advantage of it, see how you can get in. And then once you get in, then that's a different story. So at, so at least just make your content, make your show, make your film and just try to get in there. I totally get what you're saying because you know yeah there seems to be a glut of opportunities but there's this okay it's not gonna last so you mm. better get as much as you you will right now and yeah. you know like you said get in there if i can if i can use this time to run through that door and get us you know stake my my spot on the other side yeah. and you know that's that's what i need to do um and i see that even in on the journalism side as well yeah, but I'm sure you must have seen something like oh, some of these like workshops or some of these uh, some of these like little programs of like oh we need uh, diverse voices we need like yes. black voices we need black female voices mm-hmm. we need all these voices and some of it you look at it as like yeah it's okay I get what you're doing but is, is this for you to look good right it's like what are we talking about here but then again you think of it as like okay I understand what you guys are doing mm-hmm. you know what if I got a chance to get in there and work in it then go through Mm -hmm. and that's exactly what i'm trying to do um like um and 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 yes i i sometimes wonder when they say you know oh this is um uh this is a program for to get in asian directors you know you know asian filmmakers okay so when you get those filmmakers into that program and they go through the program what are you going to do for them afterwards um, and I think that's where we're getting the where people are getting caught up, you know, it's like yeah. that after part, but I think that's mm-hmm. where you, your advice comes in because, you know, that's when we can say, we can hold them to it. It's like, Oh, you said diversity, you said you're going to get us in. So we're at, we're outside of this thing. Now, what else are you going to do for us? You can't drop us here. Do and you, you also go through help? the system, right? You get mm-hmm. into the system. That's another thing too. You need to get into the system because mm-hmm. there is a system of how all of this works. And once you get into that, and once you get into those circles, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like filmmaking or anything, even social circles, it's all high school. Like high school theory and sociology has never left. In mm-hmm. high school, like, okay, I, how do I get into this? Because I need to get into these circles of the right people. And once you get into that, then 
boom, right? Exactly. Then it's like, so high school ideology is not changed at all. Mm-hmm. You just need to understand like who the circles are, what the system is. And once you get into that, then we can work at it. Either you become the part of the system and then, or you can try and break your system, but that's going to be hard. Mm-hmm. You need to get in. Get in. You need to get in the circle yeah. to break it. And leave the door open. It. Yeah. Leave the door mm-hmm. open for somebody else. You know, I found it really, really, it, 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 they're, they're really tight knit. And it's like, do I know you? And it's like, how would you, there's millions of people in the U S and I'm from Indiana and LA. How would you know me? But really and truly the names are, they kind of cycle. It's the same names. If you look for a lot Mm -hmm. of these things, um, whatever your niche is, I think if you go and look at who the experts are, you know, with air quotes experts or who the people are, the voices, you know, air quotes, it's the same people every time. I mean, best example, take a look at this fandom, right? (laughs) We all know what we're talking about. Yeah. We all know. So Talk about getting in and breaking the thing, huh? Yeah. Talk about about circles. Talk about like, uh, you know, who the the main people are. But anyways, that's that's a clear example. Mm -hmm. Anyone listening, anyone who knows about this uh, release, the Snyder Cut thing, well, uh, you know, you just need to look. You just need to pay attention, understand who the people are and who your circles are and whatnot. Yeah. And I'm I still can, trying to break in. Jeez. I, I <laughs> can say that, you know, having my name a part of the conversation was never my intention, but mm-hmm. it proves but yeah, you, but it proves you, know you right. Like, but you know what? It's like, that's another thing too, is that inadvertently, sometimes you get drawn in and then think of it as an opportunity, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now you brought me in. I'm being brought in under these circumstances. How do I use it? Mm-hmm. And that's another, that's another way to look at it too. It's all about getting in. Mm-hmm. And I'm not ashamed to admit that. I've always said it. That just a little tangent about myself. Uh, I always said that my, my main goal is to like meet Zach and work with Zach. I've mm-hmm. never like had any, uh, anything hidden. I've never tried to hide that fact at all. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking for a way in, mm-hmm. right? And just, I just want to work with this guy. Mm-hmm. And I've always made that fact clear. Now, let's just apply that to everyday life, right? It's like, whatever you want to do, you need to find your way in, right? And there's nothing wrong to it. Nothing, honestly, there's no shame in, in admitting that mm-hmm. because life is hard, man. You need, whether your job or whether anything else, uh, you need to find a way in. And once you get in, then you can do good stuff. You just mm-hmm. need to get in. Where, where do you see this industry going from here? I think it's a slow, uh, it's uh as I mentioned, like from now where I see here is like, we have, we're getting more and more people on set and we're getting more and more, uh, actors and pe- having people integrated with each other before, uh, I did this one TV movie. It's called, uh, it was called trouble in suburbia. Now it's, uh, it was, now it's called something else. But then when we shot it, we had to be told, we shot it in this one college and we had to be totally separate. Crew had to be separate in one wing of the college. I cast, Main cast had to be separate to another wing of the college. And where we're filming, it was a good like two minute walk to mm-hmm. where we would film in where the college would be or where uh, the lockers would be or where the homerooms would be for certain scenes. And then when we're done, we would go walk all the way back to our wings. We had to do COVID testing every week, crew and cast, whoever was there. We had to stay in hotels and isolate with each other. Mm-hmm. We had to do the whole 14 day thing. and. It was, it was a crazy, it was a crazy time, but we managed it. We always had to mask up, double mask. And 
take our mask off when filming, put it back on immediately. We had COVID officers. We still have COVID officers now. Mm. But that was a really strict, re- restrictive time. Now it's loosening up because everyone's getting double vest because we all want to work. And everyone's understanding this is a very this is a very serious issue because anything can happen to shut the production down. And we don't want that. <laughs> we don't want that stuff. So now things are slowly getting back. And I think we'll go back to the point of like having large numbers of background or having character more and more actors on, on screen and everything and whatnot. And we'll go back to that. But also I think now that this uh, whole testing with COVID and it'll be there for the next couple of, not two or three years, mm. just to just to be safe and understanding. And then it'll get to a point where we can return back to having larger productions and larger size productions. That's how I see it. Mm-hmm. Now it's just like, okay, it was a reset time and now it's a gradual slow. And, you, and yours is the most optimi- optimistic answer so far. <laughs> you, have to. you have to, right? Like you, uh-huh. gotta, you gotta think positive about this. Because like during those, uh, like going back to those like three, four months is like, it just felt forever. Every day is like you hear news and wondering like, how, when are we going to get back to work? And mm-hmm. when are we, when can we do this thing? And man, those four months felt like forever. And the minute we got back, it's like, okay, let's, let's make sure that, you know, this stays part of this, you know, we get, we return to where we can actually do things again. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, that, that audio of Tom Cruise, like spazzing out on set, mm-hmm. I fully understand, you know, because mm-hmm. any, because this is a lot of money is put on a lot of livelihoods, a lot of, a lot of work and a lot of people depend on working working on set we're not thinking about forget about all your your main stars and everything they get they're fine mm-hmm. they're okay right it's all again it's about the crew all, the entire crew that depend on these productions of going on and on and on all the carpenters all the wardrobe all the makeup mm-hmm. all the makeup and hairstylists what are they going to do right mm-hmm. like oh you, you shut down all your salons okay so how, do, how are we going to live how are we going to are we going to what are we going to do then you have all your your stylists, then you have all your art directors and your production designers and everything as such. Like these are all people that need to work. They need, they're dependent on productions happening. So you take that away. Like, what do you do? Right. These stars are fine. <laughs> don't, mm-hmm. don't worry about these stars. They're okay. Mm-hmm. They can, they, they can stay isolated. That's okay. It's all everyone else. It's the crew. You know, it's all the, it's all the day players and all the character actors, all the background guys who need this, who need productions to happen. I have to think positive, have to keep going, have to have to believe that, yeah, we'll get to a point where we can have large-scale blockbusters. Actually, it's still going on. Mm-hmm. You know, large-scale blockbusters can still happen. Yeah. You just have to manage it. Yeah. Have yeah. to find a way. I love, I love these answers. And I love that the focus is on, because I, Another reason, one of the reasons why I, I really got this idea last spring to do this, is just watching, there are a lot of these celebrities on Instagram and, and even on some of the talk shows talking about their experience in COVID. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. and during lockdown, I'm just like, but really, were you struggling? I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to judge anybody's mental health or I'm not talking about that, but I'm mm-hmm. just talking about, you know, were you really, really struggling or were you just bored? I mean, seriously, because yeah. you have people who are worried about actual bills and and getting rent paid and feeding their kids and, you know, who didn't have any money and nothing else, you know, yeah. who 
worked on that same show or that same movie you know mm-hmm. i don't know it felt a bit like whining when they when, yeah. I, when I was listening to it in uh here in toronto we had a whole thing about like people getting kicked out because their landlords were being just jerks and asses mm-hmm. because and you have so many people going back home and can't afford rent and everything like that and because of the whole landlord situation that's another thing too it's like so how are how are these guys <laughs> how are these guys supposed to survive you know mm-hmm. so yeah, my uh, daughters moved back home with me. Um, right. My adult daughters, yeah, they they have they had to move back home. I mean, it, mm-hmm. what do you do? You have, I mean, you have a you can only work, you know, uh, just the minimum wage jobs or the low wage jobs. You know, they're in college, you know, so there's nothing else to do. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I heard that the the numbers of of like twenty somethings and thirty somethings who had to move back home with parents or mm-hmm. move in with family it spiked during the i have to get the numbers yeah. for that but yeah yeah mm-hmm. this has been this is very interesting i love i love this talk um because you're bringing up topics that i think people are gonna want are, are gonna make people be like um i didn't think about that let's discuss that so hopefully we can get some discussion started mister yeah, and your name hopefully. your name will get in some other circles um so what do you want to what do you want people to remember or or to um, take away from this talk? I think we experienced a really, I always looked at this thing as like, kind of what, uh, kind of what we needed in a way. Kind of like a reset. We, I think like we were just going to, past couple of years, we were just going too fast. And this kind of reset everything to understand like, okay, we gotta, we gotta manage stuff and we gotta, we gotta be, we gotta understand like what's more important. So the only thing I would say is I think of, Think of all of last year and beginning of this year as something else like to reflect on like what's what really matters the most and understand that something like this can happen again. We're not in control. The only way we can be in control is that caring for each other, understanding each other. I like that. Have, uh, what is uh, what did uh, Bruce say in uh, in Zack Snyder's Justice League? Uh, faith, Alfred. Faith. <laughs> there we go. There we go.